My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. <laughs> brains splitting off in so many different questions <laughs> that no one has the answers to. <laughs> my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. things upset me. What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? Questions that no one has the answers to. Hello and welcome to Everything to Go, the podcast where we talk about every single item, every single enemy, <laughs> every single everything in the Binding of Isaac. I'm William Hughes, and I'm joined, as always, by a guy who's a real handsome skateboard lad, Gary Butterfield. <laughs> Yay, it's leaking. <laughs> Uh, I'm Jeremy. That's Gary. We're here. I just wanted to make a funny joke yeah. for Gary. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> make everybody who turns uh, like, on this podcast on the public feed very confused. <laughs> yeah. Given that this podcast is significantly more popular than that podcast. I don't. Which is brass tacks. I don't, I don't believe that. I haven't looked at stats, but I don't believe that. <clears throat> well, believe it. Uh, cause it is true. <laughs> um, See, the problem though is like, cause I know you're looking at stats on fireside and I have to imagine mm-hmm. that a majority of the people are like me and they would listen to everything to guppy, uh, on the Patreon feed, which, oh, which, sure. which has to account for like a significant amount of downloads that we just absolutely don't know. Right. <laughs> I mean, we, we know exactly how many downloads it is. Cause I know how many patrons we have. Well, so yeah, I guess you the, can, uh, yeah. If you assume every patron is an everything a guppy fan, yeah, which I I that I don't assume. Uh, that is something I do wow. not assume. So, I mean, I I love that show, uh, but I, I think it's harder to pitch than this one. It's um, you know? it's a good show. Like I I listen to it. It's about it's the only duck feet show I listen to anymore. <laughs> Take that, those damn Ross kids. Gotcha. Um, the level. Yeah. The, the, um, instead, this is Days of Future Cast. We should say the name of the show. Absolutely. Yeah. At some point, uh, where we're talking about ecstatics. We are. We're back. Uh, we are in the middle of kind of a bunch of like one-off issues. Uh, this mm-hmm. one's going to be about El Guapo, uh, the skateboarding king. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. We 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 record these in batches, for as most people know. Um, these these four didn't really. I don't know if it's because I was kind of like, it's been a long week. Like America mm-hmm. was almost overthrown this week. <laughs> yeah, we had some seditions. So, yeah, we had we had a lot of sedition going on when I was reading this comic book, and I was a little distracted. But uh, I don't know; these didn't grab me as much as this comic usually does for whatever reason. The uh, we're we're entering into a stretch uh, here, not to to be too discouraging, of like one shots and short stories with kind of minor characters and a major arc, which we'll talk about. Uh, that had a lot of executive meddling, mm-hmm. and then we're almost. And then Ecstatics like pulls it out, does this like really really funny great arc at the end, and then we're done. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Yeah, so it ends with twenty six, um, or twenty five. I can't remember, but we're not too too far out. Um, and I don't know. We don't know what we're doing after that. Yeah, we have. So we'll, we'll we'll announce it. Everything we haven't even talked about, about it. <laughs> yeah, we should we should probably do that at some point instead of having one thing. We'll reintroduce the yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well we we weren't sure if there'd be a, a congress and all that stuff so yeah true we we're just again distracted <laughs> a little distracted um, about the sedition um yeah do, oh. you doing okay here uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing good. Okay. I'm still recovering from being set off rhythm from your from your bit. Okay. Um, no, no, it's good. Uh, I am good. I'm trying to de guppy mode. I oh. heard Will's voice and it like activated me to be like 20% stupider than I usually am. <laughs> and I have to like, oh, not because of Will, but because of that show. Yeah. And now I have to like bring it up. I'm like, no, no, I make insightful observations on this show sometimes. Like I have to. <laughs> now I'm talking about something that talk I about actually comics. read instead of a game that I don't yeah. play anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is something I, you know, I got, I got to bring the, uh, bring the B plus game. Real big, don't give up skeleton energy on everything to Guppy nowadays. Where you guys are just like, yeah, we don't have any idea what's going on. <laughs> I don't play Dark yeah, Souls. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know Th- that that expansion's coming out, and uh, you know, hopefully that'll get its hooks back into us. Krusty's coming. Krusty's coming. <laughs> so, um, so we're talking yeah, Ecstatics I, number eleven, uh, which yeah. uh, the cover of which is just El Guapo uh, and the whole team kind of behind him uh, bursting through a building. Yeah, we remember El Guapo from saving uh, Mr. Sensitive's life um, from Sharon Ginsburg, the harpy lawyer. Um, he was playing in the uh, the Ecstatics movie, which is just kind of forgotten about here. Uh, and he is the handsome one, and he has magical control over a skateboard. Yeah, but the skateboard, there's more to that skateboard than it originally appears, Gary. I'm very, mm-hmm. I'm very excited to talk about that part of it. Uh we open the book with him and his girlfriend, um, Consuela, uh, in bed with one another. Uh, she's bringing in some coffee, and uh, it's his first day. Like he's gonna, Spike Freeman's going to go come by and pick him up, and he's going to join the X-Force. Ecstatics. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Ecstatics. Um, yeah. the, uh, the name of this, uh, this issue is Three in a Bed, and I didn't quite get this um, at first. This, these first panels, when he's talking about it, he is talking about him, Consuela, and his skateboard. Yeah. Um, and even here he kind of hints, he's, you know, rather than him getting coffee, he says the board would like some oil, um, you know, which is strange, but he's, he's getting, uh, picked up for, for ecstatics. Uh, they were sending a car. Did you think this was like the first time you read this? Cause like, t- I had to reread this page a couple of times. Cause I was like, th- they said three in a bed and I was like, wait a minute, where's the mm-hmm. other girl? Cause I thought this was going to be a whole like threesome situation and then he says the board would like some oil and i'm like that's a weird way to proposition your girlfriend <laughs> like, it's like the board of directors <laughs> like what dick. what about like, her body <laughs> needs oil to you my man <laughs> <laughs> the board well, that's rude um yeah it, it, it's a i get it now that it's a skateboard but that this is kind of part of the reveal later mm-hmm. um but this is just to give him a little characterization and like i'm gonna be you know, I don't want to come off as too defensive of this book since it's, you know, one of my favorite comics. Um, I think that Peter Milgan had plans for this character. Mm-hmm. And I think that the next major arc we're going to talk about starting in 13 really kind of fucked up and derailed this book. Um, so we're going to get into that. So this is a lot of background and I, I this is kind of a spoiler. A lot of this stuff doesn't lead anywhere. Uh, and it's a big bummer. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, this character doesn't do a lot. The the next few issues like kind of had a real disjointed feeling about them, uh, which yeah. I think is probably leading my, my general tiredness with society as well as my like, actual just being kind of tired today. Well, I was trying to read these probably. And also these comics being kind of disjointed were really distracting. So it was kind of a weird oh, experience. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's hard to focus on comic books. I need to go, <laughs> I need to get lower. Yeah, seriously. Like we need to start reviewing like Kathy in the newspaper or something. Gary, I, I, to, I finished like seven a... seasons of a Star Wars cartoon, almost season two of Rebels. So I'm, I'm like, when you say get lower, <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't get any lower. I'm fucking limbo. In, in between that, I watched Revenge of the Sith again. Like I, I'm low, what? Gary. Come on, dude. Like, 
That was my New Year's <laughs> Day you... morning. Autumn was getting ready for me to go to a wedding, and I was like, I, I have two and a half hours to kill, I guess. Let's watch Revenge oh, of the Sith. Dude. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Do I need to fly down? No, it's okay. It's fine. Everything's everything's going to be okay. Biden's our new president. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Biden's going to fix Star Wars. It's, it's fine. Thank God. I. We, we cut to the team and they're watching the footage of uh, El Guapo rescuing Guy Smith mm-hmm. uh, kind of over and over. And the kind of subtext here is that Miles is obsessed. Yes. The sector is just obsessed with him. Yeah. And that's going to be a, a running kind of theme to all, throughout all of this. And also, like, everybody is kind of anti the Guapo. Um, like, mm-hmm. the, nobody really wants him on the team. Um, and Spike yeah. Freeman kind of makes a joke of, like, you know, everyone's going to love him. Like, they're already calling him the new face of ecstatics. And I love this panel mm-hmm. with the entire team, like, glaring at Spike Freeman. Because it's, like, the visual representation of several people are typing on Slack. <laughs> like, it's just, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it looks like. This is a good, like, clip this uh, image for that. Um, they do that twice in this issue. Uh, and it's really good. The comic timing is still good yes mm-hmm. uh in this um so they they say uh what spike says is like let's give him a taste of the, the the life and see if he if he likes it yep uh so we cut over to a party um where vivisector is kind of hitting on him uh kevin smith is in the foreground for some reason again the uh, cameos that mike Allred draws in this book nothing says a hollywood uh, party to me like fat kevin smith <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean maybe in 2008 or whatever or 2004 Maybe. Ah, dude, I don't know, man. Hot off that Jan Silent Bob strike back. Money? <laughs> I don't know. I'll, only thing I can think of when I think of Kevin Smith nowadays are those those horrible tweets about him going down his on, his, on his on his on oh. his woman. Like I, it's just yeah, not oof. going down, dude. Like it's him. It's him looking at her asshole while jerking off on the floor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just it's like a, a really like vivid tweet. Like just I can't I don't yeah, I don't like it. And yeah. he hasn't deleted. I don't know why he hasn't why don't celebrities delete their tweets? Just delete them. I don't they know. They don't man. have to exist anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> um the uh have you seen the picture of Kevin Smith with the the shorts? Oh yeah, at the at the gas station or whatever with the George gas station. Yeah, <laughs> that picture makes me laugh like every single time I see. There's something so... inherently funny about jorts, <laughs> and I don't know what it is. Like a jorts are just, just the funniest like mega thing to jorts. me. I've told you about the um like we have a little uh, a camp. My dad has a camp um on a lake and they do like party barge stuff mm-hmm. and every, and this one year they decided to do a uh redneck flotilla. Um okay. which is basically like a flotilla is basically like all of the party barges on the lake like hang out together, right? Like they all lash together, we mm-hmm. walk around or do whatever. But this one they're all going to dress up as rednecks. And and Gary like this is central Louisiana. Like they're already rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like what does this mean? <laughs> So like I had ripped up like blue jean shorts on and like a, a shirt with the sleeves cut off and that kind of thing. Autumn was carrying a little baby doll around that she had glued a, a package of skull to the hand. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just jorts as far as the eye could see. Like that was the most redneck thing anybody could come up with was jorts. The forest of jorts. Mm-hmm. Like the worst D&D campaign. Oof. Bad. Um this is kind of a, a fast and hard introduction to what the what the par- party lifestyle of ecstatics is. Uh, so he's like, everyone's just kind of like, "Hey, what do you you know? What do you think about all of this? You know, what's what's going on? Like, do you want to join us? Like, is, are you having a good time? Like, it's really kind of overwhelming." And then in the middle of it, there everyone's phones start going off, and it's time to uh, head to Malaysia to kill a bunch of like tan guys. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and then they say like, Hey, do you want to come along? And he, and he's like, Hey, I thought there'd be training and stuff. And they're like, well, th- this is training. And he goes, okay, well, I got to call my girlfriend Consuela. And it does the reaction image again. <laughs> uh, include you know, Venus de Milo is like smashing her wine glass. Like crushing it, everyone's like, "Fuck that shit." Um, I love, du- I love dupe in that picture too. Of just like, mm, yeah, my dude, mm. absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, so they all teleport away, and we get Wolverine, uh, a very smooth Wolverine. Love this Wolverine. Um, yeah, he's very, very slick, and he's just, uh, you know, uh, basically saying, Spike is saying, "Oh, he's gonna cause, he has a lot of sex appeal. It's gonna cause a stir." And Wolverine says, "Among his fans," and Spike goes, "Among his teammates." Ooh. Again, you know, the powers that be playing these characters against each other yeah, um, consistently. Uh, and we cut over to Malaysia. We cut kind of past a lot of the action where Vivisector has abandoned his uh, post because uh, El Guapo hurt his knee. Um, you know, he leaves his position just to check on him because he has feelings about him. I love this. Uh, if you do this again, you're going to be a dead werewolf. And he's like, I'm not a werewolf. I'm an overeducated, mutated human with lycanthropic tendencies. He's like, yeah, a dead one. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> just very <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so El Guapo basically doesn't know what he's doing, but of course he doesn't because this is serious shit. Mm-hmm. Like dead girl is diving through people's torsos. Like Guy Smith is twisting people's necks off. Um, you know, this is, this is serious. Yeah. Uh, what's happening here. Um, he's just kind of talking about, uh, the team and kind of this, uh, like admiration, you know, how they, they kind of scare him. Uh, and he's wondering like how they could, we were all so drunk. Like, I feel like I'm going to puke. How are they just going into doing this? Yeah. Um, that's very relatable. Uh, and he's very scared about this. Uh, but he kind of gets egged into action when dupe comes and, uh, starts filming him hiding out from the action. Mm-hmm. Um, and he skates past and cuts off a bunch of dudes, uh, like cuts a bunch of guys in half with a skateboard. And also cuts some of anarchist hair off, which yeah. is very funny to me. Yep. <laughs> I don't, I just, the idea of getting a haircut from a skateboard is, I don't know, like, it's just very funny to me. Um, and he doesn't do very well. Like he, he, he knocks some people out and then immediately runs into a branch and, and like knocks himself out. Like he's not, he's not doing very well. And, uh, we go over to they're like medical lab where he's completely passed out. He's barely surviving, even though he's not, doesn't have any wounds or anything. Uh, and we, we kind of find out after the page turn that it's because he has, he's dependent upon his skateboard and they had left his skateboard behind. Yeah. Yeah. We also, in this point, we kind of see that the team was kind of lied to by spike. Like spike said, it would be a walk in the park whenever, you know, that's kind of the themes of this book. Like whenever anybody says something's going to be easy. Uh, it is not going to be easy. Um, you know, they're getting manipulated and they're feeling some guilt about whether they brought him along, you know, in the first place, specifically guy Smith is, um, when they bring him back a skateboard and he recovers, he says like, Hey, uh, you know, I didn't want to tell you guys about this problem I have, but if I'm separated, I get really sick. Uh, I didn't think you'd want me. And Vivisector is like, of course we want you, <laughs> uh, which, you know, and, uh, fat is cautioning him, you know? Not yeah. to uh not to fall in love. Um and they, they basically say like take a couple days to see if you want to be in the team. Yeah. You know, just know it's a one way door. Like if you go into ecstatics, the only way out is through a body bag. And uh like Venus de Milo, who up to this point has either showed no romantic interest in anybody or just very specific romantic interest in uh, guy is like you know we want you around and guy's like well why do you want him around and i'm like wait a minute are you <laughs> you guys have a pretty yeah. standard relate like do you really think that she's hot for that guy 
Like just all of a sudden, yeah. like guy going from zero to jealous monster was really strange. Yeah. Yeah. He's just being, being kind of a shit mm-hmm. again. That doesn't really go anywhere. I don't think, um, you know, I feel like they're setting up plots that got derailed by this editorial mandate. Um, they close a weird little, uh, loophole here where, uh, El Guapo's like, Hey, you, we're all tanked up at the party. When we got to the fight, you were sober. How'd you do that? And they have little pills that they take. Uh, that do something to the liver and they don't care about the side effects because they're like with our life ex- expectancy, you know, we don't care about the in- state of our internal organs. They come in vanilla and mochaccino. <laughs> um, I love the idea of having a little, and everyone opens their little compact at the same time. Yeah. Everyone's showing them off at the exact same time. It's very funny. Like, look, they're right here. Everybody gets them. We didn't give you one because you know, you were in training or whatever. The idea of having a little pill that like destroys your liver, but sobers you up really quickly. Yeah. Uh, is interesting. Um, we cut to him on the beach with Consuela and she's trying to convince him not to join the team because people next to Axe end up dead and he's going to forget about her. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not going to die. I'm all, I'm all guapo. And I'm not going to forget about you. I just need to stay in my quarters for a couple of days for training. We hadn't, um, we, we haven't talked about it a whole lot, but like throughout all of these panels of El Guapo's on the stage, like his skateboard is usually doing something weird. Um, yeah, and this, yeah. this was the page that like, I actually went back that made me go back and like, look for the skateboard, what the skateboard was. You should always be asking what the skateboard is doing basically. Um, <laughs> because there's this panel of him hugging her with like the skateboard in between the two of them. And I'm just like, yeah, it looks just like, like a Walmart ass skateboard, like that I used to have, or, like a $35 skateboard or whatever with like, just like that weird grip on the top that was just be horribly painful to skin. Like I, mm-hmm. I just, it was so uncomfortable, but like. The skateboard is just always there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and it's very specifically like, as we're going to find out, he's hugging all both of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the, the weird thing is, is that he's kind of talking to the skateboard too. So fucking weird. Uh, during this, like this is such a cool, weird idea and I'm very disappointed. It doesn't go anywhere. It's also, even though I think uh, Mike Allred's a, a brilliant artist, there's a weird little bit of forced perspective here where they're walking towards a starfish that's in the foreground and it looks like it's a giant starfish. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it's roughly the size of like, you know, I don't know, Them? Uh, an ironing board or something. <laughs> um, it big. Um, we go back to the HQ where uh, Vivisector, who has went out and bought the shirt that El Guapo was wearing earlier, which I think that's is such a good touch. Such a, just I, a mo- I love that. Not exactly. Like it's a different color style, but it's very much like I want to be you and also I want to be inside you kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. he's listening at El Guapo's doors. It's like some weird noises are coming out there. Some thwicks and some bings and some whaps. Um, mm-hmm. And he chalks this up to practicing to El Guapo, like practicing with his board. Uh, and he's like effusively telling this to fat. who is like, I see it again. Just you need to be careful. So you're going to make a fool out of yourself. Out of, if, you, if you're, if you're not careful with all of this and it pisses Vivisector off so much that he like wolfs out and he's like, you know, okay, I, I, I get it. Like he takes a minute and he's like, if I start acting like a goddamn idiot, like you need to, you need to fat up and you need to knock me out unconscious. And he's like, okay, no problem, bro. That's <laughs> just a very, mm-hmm. it's a very cool <laughs> moment, I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we, we cut to his training for a montage and it's kind of interesting. Like I always like this lore shit, you know, like uh, he ta- he's learning dupes language, mm-hmm. which is something that they have to do, which is interesting. And he's uh, practicing in virtual reality and they have this great scene of him, uh, skateboarding and like above an orb floating in the air this uh, uh this outfit, until they go to dude this is like a yeah that, if you were going to a nerd halloween party like having this outfit would be extremely cool 
imagine somebody spotting it. Oh, you're all guapo from the training panel. <laughs> well, we're best friends now. Come on. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Do I have a podcast for you? I'm going to um, I'm going to dress up like this and make Autumn be the skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> Just like wheels glued to her back. Absolutely. Yeah. People are going to yeah. ask, like, are you is are you like a Tony Hawk thing? And she's like, "No, that's worse. Much much worse." Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of explaining it. Here's a card I printed out. <laughs> um, so, you know, he's talking about the training uh, and he's talking about the, uh, the partying. He's like, these people party like they're going to die the next day. Um, everyone's discouraging him from staying connected with his girlfriend. Yes. You know, he says he would go hang out with her and they're just like, no, just tell her you're on a mission. You know, this is what we do. And the two models uh, who we recognize from the first issue spot him kind of whisper about him and then uh threesome him threesome him yes uh seduce him and and yeah. and tell them uh, and like oh yeah we used to do this with zeitgeist all the time um they also and this is going to come up in the dead girl arc in a minute like talk about like how they have superpowers just like him but like there's a superior bone structure and just being tall and skinny and i guess that that's yeah. kind of true <laughs> like i've never thought about being like super hot as a superpower before but i guess it's absolutely the case if you could just literally it's a get out of jail free card for a lot of stuff yeah uh you know it, it's it really it's underlining the theme of this book very directly mm-hmm. You know, the idea of fame as a superpower is like one of the things that the book is about Um, in the next like major arc that got editorially fucked with. That was going to be a major theme as well, Um, you know, but kind of having them lay it out in advance of that again, like I can kind of see what I feel like Peter Milligan was going for before things got derailed. Yeah. You know, like laying given what was originally planned for the uh, back from the dead arc. um, This makes sense to lay this track. You know, to be like very, very beautiful people who are really, really famous are essentially mutants. Yeah. You know, um, as he's doing this, he's saying like, hey, you know, I hope you guys are discreet, discreet about this. Like he wants to keep this affair a secret, but Dupe is uh, filming it. Yes. Um, and exposes him. Yep. And the next page, it's the sleaze to please news. Uh, I would read this yeah. newspaper. <laughs> um, and it just shows him, him in bed with picture with, you know, these two women and Consuela like saying, you know, you're you chose to do this like you had an opportunity not to do this and you chose to do this and like you know you're you're an evil person and i hate you um yeah and he realizes as he's talking like i don't even know how the, i was trying to be discreet how could this even happen and he realized that it was dupe that was filming everything mm-hmm. yeah uh the uh this is why the beginning of it was confused confusing when you don't realize the skateboard is the third person in the bed yes because he's specifically like consuela's cool with it and here she is very not cool with it. Yes. So it's something that makes sense in retrospect, but it's a little bit sloppily constructed. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to, you know, the ecstatics like party quarters where they're having like a formal ball or something playing to uh, kill dupe. Um, he's swearing at dupe and dupe language. Everyone is speaking in dupe language. Uh, and he says he's going to kill him. And Mr. Sensitive stops him. Yes. Uh, tackles him. And basically says, this is how it is. You know, your girlfriend left you. Get used to it. Now smile, because we're going to be in the papers tomorrow. Yeah. This, um, this is the life. paparazzi Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the next page, we see uh, <laughs> El Guapo being beaten up by his own skateboard. And he's like, we apologizing to it. Like, I know you like Consuela. I don't want to, I didn't want to lose her either. Please don't hit me again. Don't hit me in the face if you have to hit me, because the face is the moneymaker. 
And like while that's happening on a small set of panels, on the big panel, it's the it's the our our main ecstatics team like going down the red carpet, you know, mugging for the camera, mugging for the paparazzi. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, like we have like a overtalk of like you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the you know this is our new ecstatics team member, and you know this is Robert Rodriguez, aka the Guapo, and he's got the brand new face of aesthetics and all this stuff like showing like you know he's pretending to be all well and good with everything but he's literally his own skateboard is beating the shit out of them which is one of the funniest things that i've seen in this it's (laughs) so weird it's so weird i love it weird i wanted like a lot from this i think the the uh the art does a really good job here of showing him looking like pretty bummed out yeah you know amongst everyone else like everyone else is really used to it and he looks like he's forcing it you know and i i see what they're doing with this issue like you know, they had the showing the dark side of like joining this team, like getting in too fast and kind of headhunted by this team could actually be like a huge curse, you know, and, and spoiler, like things don't go great for El Guapo uh, here, um, you know, in general, but it doesn't, uh, we don't get a lot from it. Like the skateboard stuff, you know, again, I'm not trying to like bum you out or spoil anything, but like, doesn't, doesn't really pay off. Yeah. You know, uh, we get, we get so derailed uh from this and it just i think that there were probably plans to do something cool with this it definitely feels like like to see i was waiting for it to like I'm, i have been waiting i'm like i'm glad you told me that so i can just remove the expectation from it right like so i'll just be like oh, okay yes that was that was you know now i don't have to worry about it It was just a fun little one-off but it definitely feels like it was being built up for something and um yeah i was just kind of waiting for it to happen so it's kind of a bummer that it doesn't but you know hey it happens yeah the uh the the back from the dead arc really fucked up this book mm-hmm. uh you know and, and i'm going to talk a little bit about what i know about like kind of what happened with that when we get to uh issue 13 later this uh this batch but it really does feel like it kind of fucked up the book and kind of discouraged beer milligan mm-hmm. a little bit uh to where he basically at the end you know he doesn't go out on a limp note like the last issue is really good and the last arc is very funny um but he does lose a little bit you know, this, this, uh, this whole book kind of begins and ends really strong and it has kind of a soft middle yeah, because of forces outside of their control. Well, you know, I mean, so. better comics have been done worse by, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah. um, totally. it's, it's such a, it's such a bummer. Um, but it's also like, kind of feels like the comics industry and it, this is kind of like the reason why we get a bunch of cool indie comics it's because people want to do like their own mm-hmm. shit because why would you have that freedom yeah why would you want to spend a bunch of time and effort like writing your favorite marvel characters only for editorial to come in and be like actually what we want you to do is yeah. this which is like a, a bummer commerce is always the enemy of art you know like yeah. even if it supports it right like it it can it can enable for it but it, you art is always compromised by the need for you know to make money from it and if you Almost en- and if you enjoyed this podcast, you should go to patreon.com slash duckvtv. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's true. We comment like if uh well like so the example with that, like I like all the shows that we do. I like like all of our things. Yeah. But there are times where it's like you know, we end up like doing something uh like a game that like maybe we are we didn't know that we wouldn't have very much interesting to say about, like say on like WAF, mm-hmm. you know, and we do it for commerce reasons. Uh, you know, because it's sponsored and we don't go into it willingly being like, you know, or knowingly rather going into it being like, yeah, we, we don't have anything to say about this. But if we were just literally just doing the best waff we could do with no money as any op- object, like we just were supported and we could just do it. We would pick different stuff 
you know, and we would, we would probably, there'd be a longer wait between episodes. You know, there are, there are compromises that come with money. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all the time, you know, kind of no matter what, even if you have a dream job, like, like I do, like I'm, I'm incredibly lucky. I'm not complaining, but it would be disingenuous to say that there are no compromises that are made. You know, I, um, I listened so. to this, uh, this rapper named soul. Um, and he has a line in one of his songs about, um, how he thinks about in Canada, they give like basically sponsorships to young rappers in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I'd hate to see, I'd hate to see what that looks like in America. Every indie record would have a join the army ad. <laughs> and I just, I just <laughs> <laughs> like, it's such it's just a complete encapsulation of what capitalism is in America of like, yep, we're going to support you, but you have to like literally have a join the army <laughs> ad in your indie yeah. record. Just yeah, you have to start a tax sustainable small business within three years <laughs> as a Pell Grant recipient. Exactly. Yeah. You know, in a disadvantaged community. Um, if your record gets released in a food desert, you get a tax credit. Perfect. Yeah. Um, (laughs) bullshit. Um, I was actually, I wasn't trying to make fun. I just thought that was a good transition point to, to go into the, so, um, but I'm glad you said all of this. Um, but yeah, Yeah. if you want to support the show, if you like this, uh, you'll like everything on the duck feed network. Um, patreon.com slash duck feed TV is the place to do it. If you want to support the show directly, tell your friends about it. Like ratings reviews help, but at literal word of mouth is the best way for a podcast to spread. So tell all of your comics friends about it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, we'll see you in a couple days. Bye everybody.